right, everybody. Good morning to you and yours. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. We are here on a Thursday. It is the 10th day of September 2020. My name is Nick. Hey, everybody. There's Big J. Yeah. Oh, man. we What a bleep show we got to oh. tell you people about today over the course of the we show. We suck. <laughs> I mean, some Collectively. Of it, I mean, I guess some of it is our fault. But the other part of it is, I mean, maybe we, we create our own demons because uh, everything is on a deadline because we, we wait till right before yeah, everything yeah. starts. So like there is no room for leeway. 24 hours before the NFL season starts. Whoops. So we do this to ourselves, I suppose. So if there's ever uh, uh, something that goes haywire, it means that uh, the whole season could be a mess. But uh, listen, we've been through worse things, haven't we, Big J? Yeah. We'll figure it out. We will figure it out and we'll tell you all about it coming up later on this morning. Plus, on top of that, we have another chance for you to qualify for the UTV that we are giving away next month. you got to play Pop Culture Smackdown in order to do that. We will get a nerd alert from Radio's Big J over the course of the show today and all sorts of other fun. So hopefully, uh, the draft part of things will be the uh, the biggest speed bump that we have to issue today. That would be the, uh, the ideal situation. But we also play music for you, which is what we're going to get into right now. How about some Sublime? It's Wrong Way here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. I don't even know anymore with the uh, coronavirus numbers, Big J. I, I'm very torn as to how this is supposed to be parlayed to the people because, like, do I. Am I happy that there is only 274 confirmed probable cases yesterday? Is that a good thing? Do I still get upset because there's still well over 250 people every day getting diagnosed with it? And then yeah. we, we hit over 34,000? I don't know. I think it's inevitable. Uh, it's it's Either way, it's not good. And then the news got somewhat worse yesterday as it was the deadliest day for the coronavirus here in the state of Idaho. 16 deaths reported oh my yesterday, God. which is the single highest day death rate to date. Uh, that included uh, somebody in the 30 to 39 range, um, which is it's news because, you know, young people usually supposed to make this out okay. But it didn't work out for that particular person, so our thoughts are with them for sure. Yeah, I just, can I say about, you know, we talk about these statistics, man, and it's it, I don't want to say it, it's completely dehumanizing, but it's certainly, you know, as someone who's lost somebody to COVID. Oh, it's um, awful. It, it, it's it, awful. It, 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 it just, you know, and so many people, and you get into arguments, and there's so many things that people don't understand about it and yeah it's tough to hear oh there's been this many deaths and uh what i've learned through that is that's that's a real thing somebody people have gone i mean it has destroyed families and done unspeakable things emotionally to people that didn't have to happen what somebody has to do and and i don't know when it needs to happen but i mean there needs to be a full-on like list with pictures and obituaries for all the people that have passed away. Because yeah. you're right. I mean, when you say something like, you know, we have, you know, now a, a total of, you know, 16 deaths, th- th- that number is just a number. Or when you say we're at 100 and whatever thousand it's, deaths in this the United 16 States. 16 families that have lost somebody right. that they love. It's just it's you just go wow that's a lot of people but like it doesn't it doesn't put any face to the name and you're right and it feels sometimes like it disrespects those people. And it's not fair. And I get that, you know, maybe their families don't want to be a part of it because, listen, at at some point, everything about this uh, pandemic has become politicized. And so, you know, maybe you don't want to get into that argument or it doesn't match up with your beliefs or whatever the case may be. But the reality of it is these are real people that are losing their lives because of this stuff. And all they've turned into in the last seven months is a number. It's been hard, man, for me not to um, just com- completely unglued on people on social media. People I know personally who uh, have put up stuff that I completely disagree with that are, are uh, things that they don't know anything about, that they're just clickbaiting and posting on their Facebook pages um, and, and just being, listen, you know what? We don't need to be friends anymore because you're an idiot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I haven't gone that far yet, but it's getting to a point where now it's just, it's very difficult. No, I get it, man. As somebody who lost their dad to it, I can't even fathom what you go through when you see some of the stuff that you see on social media and people that, yeah, you consider friends that say the things that they're saying. 
about this stuff. I, I, I don't know. And my, my sympathy is with you for sure. And maybe someday that, that article will get posted or that information will be released. But until I think we can put a face to some of these numbers and names that isn't a celebrity. You know what I mean? Like yeah. We've lost a celebrity here and there because of COVID-19. But, I mean, and that's really the only time anybody's put any kind of face to this kind of stuff. And so it's all very strange and weird and unfortunate and very sad for those families and those people that have passed away because of it. Took two overtimes last night, but the Raptors did get a 125-122 win against the Celtics to force a Game 7 in their conference semifinal series. The Raptors and Celtics are vying to take on the Heat in the conference finals. Clippers over the Nuggets by 11. Los Angeles leads that series two games to one, and then Lightning over the Islanders uh, two to one. Uh, Tampa Bay leads two to nothing in that particular series. NFL season begins tonight. The NFL kickoff: Kansas City Chiefs against the Houston Texans tonight. Will the morning after fantasy football league kick off tonight as well? Stay tuned. Uh, I have my doubts. Uh, and maybe, just maybe, if you've checked out some of the videos that were online yesterday, you saw Rick Moranis back in the spotlight, Big J. It was pretty funny. Ryan Reynolds has managed to bring Rick Moranis on board for his latest Mint Mobile ad. Uh, Moranis has been off the Hollywood radar since his wife passed away in the mid-90s. But he says the new deal that Mint Mobile is offering sounds good and says, quote, boy, I gotta get a phone. It's a play on him kind of being out of the spotlight, of course, for years by choice. I'm guessing it's uh, him doing fellow Canadian Ryan Reynolds a favor. And coming out, of course, he did, he did say that he's going to be in that new Honey, I Shrunk the Whatever thing that they're going to do. So he may be, may be you know, officially kicking off his comeback tour. But look good, I thought. Yeah. You know? For somebody Still that had the timing. Out of the spotlight for, for a very long time. So welcome back, Mr. Moranis. It is good to see you again. Nerd Alert on 100.3 The X rocks. And earlier in the week, an accidental leak led to some pretty big console news thanks to Microsoft, Nick. We all know that uh, we're expecting the new Xbox Series X uh, to come out here this fall. We just don't know the price yet. Well, we do now. The leak revealed not only a price, but a different and smaller version of the next-gen gaming console called the Xbox Series S. And the cost... Nick of that console will be just $299. That is huge news. It's not just a newer version of the Xbox we currently have. It's a smaller version of the next-gen console, 60% smaller, in fact. Uh, Microsoft then released a trailer for the version and dropped all the details for both consoles, which are going to be available for pre-order September 22nd, both on the shelves November uh, 10th. The Xbox Series X will set you back $499, as expected. Much like the gaming PCs out there, these two versions only have a couple of differences, really. Uh, the Big Brother Series X has a 4X Blue K, or a Blu-ray player. It has a much larger SSD and hard drive, and some of the specs are a little higher, but not that much. The Series S does have uh, some of those, uh, and it still packs a performance punch compared to the current generation consoles. Also, all back uh, compatible, game compatible. So any game you're currently playing going to be able to work on this. The biggest difference is it appears that uh, that one will be able to read discs and the other one's just completely downloadable. Yeah, yeah, and that, that almost has little to do with gaming at this point, the way things have gone in the gaming industry. So it's pretty big news, and it, it's, it certainly is value and has me kind of considering which one what I really need or want at this point. So it's an well, interesting move. The question becomes, do you have a Blu-ray player? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. But I also have stopped buying Blu-rays. There you so, go. So um, that's a, um, I'm in a digital world. And we, as we learned last night, that might not be a, a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Having hard drives or hard uh, facts in front of you is nice to have. Adding to all that news from Xbox, folks, comes another huge tidbit that the current versions of their gaming su- subscription service, Xbox Game Pass, will get some addition value, additional value very soon with the addition of EA Play at no extra charge, Nick. That's nice. a pretty big deal considering the games available to EA Play subscribers. I, I think you've mentioned you are an EA Play subscriber. I am. I am. And, I, you know, quite frankly, I'm pretty disappointed in it. But that's only because I'm paying for it. You know, like, I mean, the games never changed. This, the games that have been available. I mean, you could beta. You could beta the Madden 21, which was, I guess, okay. But there hasn't been any additional games since, since it launched over a year ago. It's still the same, and it doesn't even have all the EA games. And so that's the other frustrating part. Well, it has quite a few. And, it and, and, and usually it takes about, you know, uh, a year for them. They haven't put last year's Madden on there? 
Uh, no, last year's Madden is, okay. uh, but I mean, it didn't matter because I'd already bought it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So uh, for those Xbox Game Pass people, I mean, you're getting Madden, NBA, the FIFA games, and Battlefield games all there uh, at no additional cost. That's pretty crazy, right? Only there. a couple Battlefield games. Not all of them. Well, uh, they, again, they you know once they get done with this, they'll all be there, and people can go back and and check them out. Uh, most entertainment items are getting pushed back because of coronavirus, but not this bit of gaming news. In fact, opposite. According to Engadget, Assassin's Creed Valhalla will be moved up a week. Valhalla was originally scheduled to land November 17th for all the consoles and PC, including Google Stadia. We knew the game would make its way to PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X as well, but we didn't know when those new consoles would be ready. Well, now that Microsoft's confirmed November 10th launch date, Ubisoft is pushing the game release forward a bit. So That makes sense. Yeah. Quote, we're excited to announce the players will be able to discover Assassin's Creed Valhalla sooner than expected, uh, the producer of the game said in a statement. We cannot wait to see the world we been creating over the past three years coming to life on all platforms including on the next generation of consoles with xbox series x and s on november 10th that means ubisoft's cracking the whip on the coders let's go giddy up deadline has been pushed up so lots of gaming news getting you ready for the holiday season uh and uh, choices to make morning after with nicky big j there's your nerd alert courtesy of big j on the morning after with nick and big j all this pandemic stuff going around, Big J, it may lead to some pretty good things at the end of the day. Yeah, really? Well, at least when it comes to rock music. How about that? Rock Because uh, between the years of 2007 to 2017, right, mm-hmm. the sales of electric guitars dropped about a third. So people weren't rocking out. Yeah, I mean, a couple went out of business. A couple of famous guitar makers. Yeah, where did the guitars go? Where did the rock go? And for a while, it appeared that the guitar might be over. But guess what? Things have changed big time thanks to the pandemic. Andy Mooney is the chief executive of Fender, which is a California-based guitar company that's provided guitars to rock and roll performers since uh, before you were in short pants, my friend. And Billie Eilish with ukuleles. And he says that 2020 has broken so many records for the company, it will be the biggest year of sales volume in Fender history. Double-digit gross, e-commerce sales, beginner gear sales. He never would have thought they would be where they are today if you asked him back in March, but here they are. Turns out many young adults and teens, particularly females, are helping fuel the guitar revival as they snap up guitars to deal with the stress of the pandemic. Guitar instructors across the country seeing a huge uptick in, in students and possible students. And a majority of them are in their teens or early 20s. And so it gives people an opportunity for a creative outlet. It gives them something new to learn skill-wise. And it could, Big J, increase the world of rock in the years to come. Yeah. I mean, see you. Sounds great. We got maybe five, eight years before that comes to fruition. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's kind of like... Well, I've never even picked up a guitar. I mean, how you have. Did yeah. you, how long did it take you to learn a song? Um... You know, it didn't. Depends on the song and what you're doing. I mean, I was playing rhythm, so it wasn't that difficult. But uh, depending on how much you practice and how passionate you are about it, I mean, it can take anywhere. You know, and, and, and astute you are to it. I mean, some people just pick it up and it's like they're virtuoso. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it could take years of practice before you're good enough to really start putting things together. How long have you been working on the Big J solo album? Uh, I quit because because oh. uh, I don't like the end fight. Oh, yeah. I, here's the thing is I have tiny fat man hands. <laughs> so, I mean, getting to certain notes was a real struggle. And I'm like, listen, it's never going to happen for me. Uh, it's too difficult. And, and I quit. <laughs> oh, no. Your tiny <laughs> hands now, led then, you to quit. I know, I know, I know. So uh, here's what I'm hoping as I get older, maybe, you know, they'll get more bony. I don't know. That doesn't seem like it's going to happen. <laughs> So uh, that's why I'm a radio DJ personality type. Just witnessed the dream die right here on the morning after. Listen, it's not the first dream we've all witnessed Big Jade. That being up. said, it does not mean you can't be a songwriter, dude. It just means you can't be a guitar player. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Be a lyricist or, uh, you know. I, be get, a- I got a computer. I can make some beats. No, it's not the kind of music oh. I was talking about. It took two overtimes, but the Raptors beat the Celtics last night, 125-122. to 122. That means there's going to be a Game 7 in the conference semifinals there. Uh, the Heat just sitting around waiting. 
for whoever's going to win the series to face them in the Eastern Conference Finals. Clippers win over the Nuggets last night. Lightning over the Islanders on the ice. Tampa Bay up 2-0 in the Eastern Conference Finals there on the ice. Yesterday was a big day for baseball runs, man. Did you see the final score of the Braves-Marlins game? No. 29-9. 29 runs the Braves put up last night. That is the second most in a game in the modern era. Uh, falling just one short of the Major League record held by the Rangers that scored 30 against the Orioles in 2007. But also, yesterday, the Milwaukee Brewers beat the Tigers 19 to nothing. So there were two teams yesterday between the two of them that put up damn near 40 runs, which is crazy, or more than 40 runs. It's nuts. So uh, there was a lot of runs being scored yesterday in the baseball world. Jalen Ramsey's rich. He signed a five-year, $105 million contract extension with the Rams. That'll make him the highest-paid defensive back in NFL history. Uh, The Rams acquired him for two first-round picks last year from the Jags, so I'm sure they felt obligated to pay him a bunch of money. When you give up two first-round picks, you most have to. You can't rent the guy. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. So you have invested in the man. So hopefully he'll do okay. I don't know, man. I don't know. He seems to check out a lot, and that worries me a little bit. And that's a lot of a, it's a big salary cap hit for somebody that that does that. So between Ramsey and Goff, you got a lot of salary cap all choked up there. Well, you, you know would that? hope that that he would shut up now that he's got money. Yeah, yeah, but right? I mean, you know, he he's a hell he, of a player when he plays. He is so fast. Yeah, it's like lightning. We'll see. We'll see what ends. He's up my happening. defense. I need him to be good. Fans are getting their first look at Dennis Villeneuve's take on the classic Frank Herbert novel, Dune. The trailer dropped yesterday. It's got star power, Big J, just like you like. Timothy Chalamet, Oscar Isaac, Stellan Sarsgaard, Zendaya, Jason Momoa, Josh Brolin, Dave Bautista, Javier Bardeen. Now, here's the deal. Uh, Dune is scheduled to drop December 18th of this year, but it's already broken up into two parts. And there are rumors that this first film is like three and a half hours. Whoa, so man. that was the biggest knock against Dune back in the day, even when David yeah. Lynch filmed it, was this is a pretty elaborate world that you have to create, and it's a pretty elaborate story. Like, I had to read Dune in, I took a, a science fiction and mythology class sure, my senior year in high school. And so Dune was one of the books that we uh, we, we had to Made read, fun of, uh, which I enjoyed very much. I mean, it was very immersive. And then, and then I watched the David Lynch movie, and I was like, oh, man, there's no way this is palatable for people that haven't read the book. And that's pretty much the case. I mean, if you watch David Lynch's Dune right now, while it's visually something else to watch, it is fairly <laughs> tough to follow. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. And I wonder how Dune is going to do to a general audience, I guess, is my question. Because Dennis Villeneuve is, is a very, very, very talented filmmaker, but we've already seen what he can do with a niche audience. And the answer is make a pretty amazing movie to watch, but the mainstream public don't really care very much. And I, I'll take you back to uh, to the uh, the old, now I can't remember the dumb name, uh, Blade Runner that he did, Blade Runner 2049, which was, did you ever watch that, by the no, way? No, I, I haven't seen there it. You go. I rest my case. But you do like and enjoy the first Blade Runner, right? Yeah. Okay, that's the problem. So uh, now it's a visually a pretty good end. The movie was actually very good. It's just to a mainstream audience. I don't know if it's going to make any money, which worries me about Dune, because if they if this first one kind of tanks at the box office coming out during the pandemic, will the second one even see the light of day? Plus, everything we've seen of Timothy Charlemagne sucked. I don't think I've seen him in anything. I watched him in a DV streaming oh, dumbass movie. I saw him in Lady Bird. I take that back. Um, but he looks the, the the at least the scenes from the trailer. He looks pretty pretty good. Well, here's the deal. So. It's not. I mean, the, the character that and this is you're gonna hate this, but the character that Timothy Chalamet plays is is a complete jerk. Like, I mean, he's a very much a spoiled, rotten. I'm used you know, to it. I work with it. <laughs> uh, kind of very emo, very uh, you know, uh, better than everybody else. He thinks he is kind of a guy, and so he's not going to be a very likable character in this movie if you watch it or if they do it if they play it to the novel anyway. We'll see. Either way, Dune, December eighteenth, twenty twenty. Saving the world is a huge responsibility, Nick. Not just the world, the universe, my friend. Same difference. Here's traffic. <laughs> It looks great, though. I mean, the trailer looks beautiful. And you got some Hans Zimmer, uh, Pink Floyd cover thing going on there. It's, it had my attention. From Eclipse, so that's that's good, too. After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks.
real worst case scenario situation happening here as we go to Thailand for today's We're Going to Hell story. We'll start with a question, Big J. What, okay. do you, what do you call it? You call it, you, you got the trots, you got the runs, you got the Hershey squirts, the green apple splatters. What do you, what do you call it? Uh, diarrhea. Diarrhea. Well, it's not always diarrhea, right? Yeah. I mean, diarrhea to me is a prolonged experience. And something that happens over the course of several hours at yeah, a time. Yeah, I like the trots. That the works. trots, okay. And when was the last time you had about of these? Whereas, you know, you, you had to go to the bathroom so bad as a real photo finish, you weren't sure you were going to make it kind of a thing where you just sat down and went. Uh, it's been a while. It's been Stay. a while. Yeah. A long time? Yes. Good. Congratulations, man. Uh, because those of you that have it on the regular or that have dealt with this stuff at least somewhat recently can realize that, you know, when you have a situation where you're like, oh, my God, I have to go to the bathroom, you're not always in clear mind when that happens. You know what I mean? If you know things are going to get bad when you go into that bathroom and you sit down, you're not always aware of your surroundings and cognizant of things. You know what I mean? And that is where we have the situation with 18-year-old Sirahat Muscarette from Thailand. He's 18 years old, and he had a bad case of the trots. Had to go to the bathroom really, really bad. So he wasn't paying any attention, just dropped trous, sat down, and started to relieve himself. What a treat. What a treat. And then Big J, he felt some pretty serious pain. Oh, no. And he's like, well, that's not okay. He got up, Big J. And sure enough, what was there? No, man. But what we like to call a serpent, Big J, a snake. And it had basically sunk its fangs into his junk while he was going to the bathroom. Like right on the junk. No, this is made up. Made up. it's not. Right on the junk. So basically, he was, uh, you know, had to go to the bathroom really bad, so he didn't pay attention. He just sat down, dropped trout, picked up his phone so he could watch some smart videos, or smartphone videos on the toilet, and all of a sudden, searing pain in his nether regions, right? Oh, God. He looked down to discover a four-foot python with its jaws clamped around the tip of his jump. Oh, no. At this point, the kid freaks out, Well, right? yeah. <laughs> Stands up. Snake is still attached, by oh, the no. way. And then it could not get it off, so the only way he could figure it out was to slam the door on the reptile in the bathroom. That caused it to finally release its grip. But the then, screams! The oh, screams! He's howling in terror at this point, according to his mom. And now, Big J, by the way, since the snake has released its grip, guess what's happening? Oh, he's Just bleeding everywhere. Like a stuck pig. I mean, there's blood all over the bathroom. Pants still around his ankles, and then he watches the snake kind of slink right back into the toilet bowl. So he's freaking out. Noticing her son's distress, the mom attempted to calm him down before calling emergency services, and then she had to rush her poor son to the hospital to have his mangled junk repaired. How old is this kid? 18. Oh, that's even more humiliating! (laughs) You know, at some point you start hiding that stuff from mom. Whoa, shouldn't that always be hidden from mom? (laughs) Well, when you're a kid, you can't help it. I mean, not a baby, but... What, four, five? I mean, when do you start, you know... As soon as 12? you're able. Way before that, dude. Either you? way, you understand my point, that that's also humiliating. <laughs> Thankfully, doctors were able to stitch up his wound and sterilize it using an antibiotic rash. Uh, quote, the doctor said my junk can be used as normal soon, according to the grateful teen who is currently recovering at the hospital. As for the snake, handlers were able to bag the manhood-munching reptile. They used special equipment to do so. They released it safely back into the wild, but now this thing's got a taste for blood. No, it's got a movie. taste for junk blood. That's even worse. Despite the painful ordeal, the uh, the kid is actually happy. Why is he happy, Big J? <laughs> I have no idea. Because it was a non-venomous python and not oh, some sort yeah. of cobra python. Yeah, that, that, you're right about that. It is Thailand. Uh, but nonetheless, he still says, as does his mom, that he, quote, he goes, I, I can't see myself not being scared going to the bathroom right yeah, now. Every yeah. Every time I go to the toilet, and be freaked out. That's like traumatic bleep. We're talking like poltergeist movie stuff here. Like, you can't go into houses anymore. <laughs> Skin starts melting off your face when you look what in the you mirror. Do? I don't. I don't even know. I mean, because it's it's not like it's it's an 
there's a difference to me between having an unrational fear of things and then having a reaction to something that has occurred to you in the past and was traumatic and caused you a great deal of pain and worry and stress. And so this to me is a whole different animal. Like it's weird to me that you think like I can't sit down because there might be a snake in the toilet when nothing's ever happened to you. Yeah. But if something like this has happened, yes, you never wanting to sit down on a toilet again, I totally get. But you have to. You can wear diapers. No, but you can use the shower. Not to go number two. Yeah, shower pooing. It's the greatest. <laughs> Don't say it's the greatest. No, that's gross. <laughs> Somehow you made this grosser. I don't know how. <laughs> Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rock. <laughs> that is Tool. That is the pot here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. For 13 straight seasons, Big J, we've been shoving our fantasy football teams right down your throats. You think it's going to stop for season 14? Yeah, no. Hell no, man. Kidding me? Season 14 of the morning after Fantasy Football League almost was an unmitigated disaster. In some respects, it still was. (laughs) You're not wrong. Uh, We had some issues. Everything was done virtually this year. Usually we do these things in person. We have a big old party somewhere. We have food and drinks, and we have a good time, and we do our fantasy draft. This year, we were like, how do we do that virtually? And the answer was, well, we put together a big old Zoom meeting. And so at first we were worried about, okay, how are we sure all 12 people are going to show up and be a part of it? But guess what, Big J? Everybody was in yeah. early, ready to go. So thank you to every single one of the Morning After Fantasy Football League members for being on time and enjoying the draft. And then uh, you decided to purchase this program that you thought was going to work perfectly for the draft. And it, for the most part, it did. For 13 rounds, it was top notch. But the problem was our draft was 15 rounds. and it was- I had it set for 17 <laughs> rounds. <laughs> Some reason, Big J had it set for 17, but it just stopped ever 13. It was like, I'm done. Good luck. And so, luckily, I was I was doing the updated draft on the actual league for offline draft as we were going. So we were able to complete the draft with uh, only a few little hiccups. It went a little God, longer than we so wanted to. So mad! I was so mad. But it went. But then, after I submitted the draft, it like locked me out of our league and said that the draft was still going on. It was a big mess. I emailed NFL.com, all sorts of stuff. Never got through. Finally, uh, through the help of Big J, we were able to figure it out this morning and get everything in. And so the league is set. And luckily, there was no issues. Like, we even created a second league just in case. I mean, it was a real... We were in real... this morning was not cool, man. We were leaning hard on the panic button. And uh, and we were trying to figure out how to do this. Luckily, everything's in and it's correct and we're all okay and good to go. But the the question is, Big J, how did the Chokahans do in the draft? Did they live up to their name? Yeah, lived up to their name. You're not lived happy. up to their name. No, it was. You know, listen, I and I said this to you. I think uh, or, or somebody. I have not prepared any way, shape, or form for. You uh, said that was your strategy going. Yeah, in. yeah, and you know what? If that was my strategy, it paid off because <laughs> I've been given a draft rate of a C. Oh no. Um, my first pick was Derrick Henry, kind of a a, a region at, at three. three. I was yeah. picking at three, not at where three. I wanted. I'd rather be in smack dab in the middle or at the end, or because if, if you're not going to be number one, and so yeah, and and um, you know, I finally decided to go with at least what I thought the best player was with my next pick, which was uh, DeAndre Hopkins. First time I ever picked him. I so. like that pick, though. I like that pick. Anybody else that you're super happy that you got, geek that you got? Um, yeah, Deshaun Watson. I mean, that's that he can, you know, he's got the legs and the arms, so we'll see how that plays off. And, uh, you know, listen, I, I went I went a little crazy this year with tight ends and picked up uh, Rob Gronkowski and early on and Noah Fant. They're supposed to be some big scorers, and there's not a lot of tight end action out there sometimes. So yeah, that no, might come in true. handy down the road. And you got O.J. Howard sitting on your bench just ready to go in case uh, Rob goes down or they decide to do a two-headed monster there in Tampa Bay. So, you have the ability to do some stuff at all. I think uh, how goes Tampa Bay will be how goes Big J, really. If Gronk is a big part of it and Suck Up has a good year, you'll be okay. But uh, according to NFL.com, you're not supposed to do that. Yeah, I'm supposed to come in near last in the league. (laughs) Uh, It should be a first. Much like every league out there, Christian McCaffrey was our first uh, overall selection, thanks to Saquanda Forever. Uh, Alvin Kamara went two, which is a little bit early, but when you name your team after somebody, you're almost obligated to pick them. The wrong side Uh, of Kamara. And so Courtney took him at number two. Then Big J took Derrick Henry. Then Saquon Barkley went at four. Elliott at five. Cook at six. I took Michael Thomas at 7, uh, and Nick Chubb, Lamar Jackson, uh, Heldair from Kansas City, Adams and Kelsey 
were our first round picks for it all. Uh, overall, for me, I'm pretty happy with my league, which always like, makes me very, very sad and, uh, and curious. Yes, because uh, according to NFL.com, my draft grade is an A+. I didn't feel like I did that good, but it says I should still finish in second place. It does not pick me to win the league, but it says I should do pretty well. I grabbed Patrick Mahomes in the second round. Uh, where I reached was my running backs. I've got some depth there, but uh, I took Jonathan Taylor pretty early for the Colts, thinking he was going to be the man. I got Austin Eckler from the Chargers. I got DK Metcalf, Tyler Higbee, Calvin Ridley, and uh, a whole bunch of uh, PLAers in my draft like Montgomery and Moss and Swift and Johnson for the Steelers and Landry and Kaseki. So I'm pretty happy with my draft. We'll see how it ends up going, and it all gets started tonight. Big J, do you have any players going? You have Watson, right? Yeah, I've got uh, Deshaun Watson. Beautiful. And so I've got Mahomes tonight, too. So we're kicking things off with the morning after Fantasy Football League. Every single Tuesday, you'll get a recap of this league. We'll tell you who wins, who lost, and who did very, very well, and who did very, very poorly. But uh, thanks again to all the players for showing up early, being there for the entire draft last night, and putting up with our technical difficulties, which appears to be a running theme with the Morning After Fantasy Football League. God bless us. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, we got some important stuff. Plus, qualifying somebody for that UTV with Pop Culture Smackdown. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Tell you what, Big J. Allergies, man, they suck. Yeah. And there's a new study out there that uh, shows something that I can kind of slowly nod and agree with. And it says that for some reason they can't figure out if you were born in the fall in the United States, you're probably more likely to have really bad allergies than other people. And as a fall baby, I can tell you my allergies suck. And yours do too sometimes, right? Yeah, but I was not born in the fall. Well, isn't late August though? It's still summer? Yeah. When does summer end? Um... Look it up. Either way, uh, a bunch of allergic reactions happen to fall babies. Uh, Dry, cracked skin, and then food allergies, and then there's atopic allergies that go along with it. There's all sorts of stuff that happens. And if you're born during the autumn, you're much more likely to experience these conditions than if you're born in the spring or the summer. I'll save this for a a pop culture smackdown question later. It's not pop culture. And I already asked for the question. Now that we talked about it, September 22nd. Okay, good. So you weren't a fall baby. I take it back. But this whole that your allergies are question. This whole no, they're not. According to Dr. Jessica Hughes, she says that children that have eczema as young kids often have high levels of harmful bacteria on their skin, which weakens the skin's ability to keep out allergens and pathogens, which can lead to allergies as well, seasonal and otherwise. So now they, of course, go on to say that just because you're born in the fall doesn't mean you're going to have allergies or necessarily bad allergies. They just say, according to the studies that they found and the data they've collected, that if you have allergies and you're born in the fall, they're going to be worse than somebody that was born in March on average. There's always outliers and different things. Like you're like, I was born in January. My allergies are awful. I get it. I understand. It's not for everybody, but it is interesting and a little bit of a pattern that's involved there. Are you ready for game one of the NFL season, Big J? Yeah. Will you watch? Yeah. The Kansas City Chiefs and Houston Texans at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. That is tonight. Since there were no preseason games this year because of the pandemic, this is it. Now, uh, we were talking about this yesterday. I mean, (laughs) I don't know if it'll be terrible, but I'm really worried about injuries this year. Really worried. Yeah, and it's going to be weird, too, with no crowd. Well, there will be a crowd there tonight. Oh. Uh, State and local authorities are allowing Chiefs to have fans at the game, but it is limited to 22% of capacity. It's about 17,000 fans that will be allowed to be there. That seems like a lot, They'll have to wear face masks and maintain social distance. There's no way I would go anywhere near that. None of those people are going to do that. No, no. If there's one thing that we have found out is we can't be trusted to follow regulations of any kind. So there will be no social distancing. There will still be people doing dumb things in the parking lot. And I'd be shocked if they wore their face masks throughout the game. Shocked. Speaking of shocking news, Big J, uh, it probably shouldn't surprise you that uh, that Daisy Ridley is talking a little bit now about Star Wars now that the trilogy is complete. And it was a complete mess from the word go. She was talking to Josh Gad on Jimmy Kimmel Live about how her character evolved and was really confusing uh, depending on who she was talking to about it. She says, quote, at the beginning, they were toying with an Obi-Wan connection. Like, you know, they wanted me to be Obi-Wan's granddaughter. And then they decided, you know what? They really liked Ryan Johnson's idea of just anybody could be somebody really special in this universe. And they decided to go that way instead. And then when three came around, JJ was like, no, 
I want you connected to somebody, but now I don't want you connected to Obi-Wan. I want you connected to Palpatine. And she's like, well, that doesn't make any... But okay. And so she's like, so nobody's really sure about how it was going. It kept changing. And even while they were filming, she wasn't sure what the answer was going to be. So to clarify everything, nobody had any idea what the hell they were doing with the Star it's Wars trilogy. It's not supposed to ha- be how that works. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Which is probably why I felt like it was kind of... Disjointed. Now, like yes. they were all oh, separate it was instead of... very disjointed. But also fairly disappointing in like the whole, I guess... Uh, uh, wrap up of it all. Not that it wasn't a bad movie. It wasn't. I was just like, really? Okay, I guess that's it. Uh, that was fine. Uh, but you can also understand probably why the other people that are involved in it were so upset was because it kept changing and you know going to something where they thought it might be really cool and then it was cool and then they changed it or it wasn't very cool and then they changed it to something cool and then they went back to the not cool part. Who knows? It's a damn shame. It is. It really is. That that you would think with a tentpole this big. And uh, as many smart people that were involved in this thing, it would have been planned out a little bit better. But alas, it was not. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Here's traffic. Let's get somebody qualified for that UTV here in a second, courtesy of Birds of Frey Motorsports, Adam and Eve, and Westmark Credit Union with Pop Culture Smackdown. But first, inside the Idaho Lottery Traffic Center, we go. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and Pop Culture Smackdown. We got a great opportunity here for you to get qualified for a CF Moto Z Force 800 Trail UTV from Birds of Prey Motorsports. Uh, it is an awesome side by side, and it would be, look pretty nice. It'd be rolling around. That would be something good for us, Nick. You think we could go to lunch in that? I don't know if it's street legal. You can get street legal things for it. Yeah, you have to upgrade it. Is what I'm saying. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll let the Birds of Prey people. Uh, figure that out but in the meantime you could uh, win this bad boy by getting qualified right now uh more details are by the way on the contest at xrock.com and you you know you do that and we'll get you qualified here with a morning after care package it includes an xrocks face covering and a 25th anniversary xrock sticker now it's the time to get on the phone kids 208-287-1003 to play a little game we call pop culture smackdown big j's got some pop culture culture questions for you if you can outlast me, you're qualified and you get some stuff sent to you. My goodness. Hello, the X. What's up, man? What's your name? Tim, how's it going, guys? We're good, Tim. Good, good luck to you. Uh, this director of Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch's career took a brief nose nosedive when he married Madonna. Oh, no. I don't know. <laughs> Wrong. That's all right. Thanks for getting through, Tim. We appreciate it. Good morning, the X. Hello. Hello, here's Big J with your question, sir. This director of Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch's career took a brief nosedive when he married Madonna. Uh, I have no clue. Yeah, I probably should. Directors are a bad idea for for the and listeners. And this is not, you know, either you know this guy and you like his stuff or you have no idea who he is. Personal Hello, bias. My, my, it's too easy of a question for you, though. That's the problem. Good morning. Good morning. Did you hear the question, or would you like it again? Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Guy Ritchie is correct. Good job, Governor. Uh, Nick, Kathleen Turner was the voice of which character in the movie Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Uh, Jessica Rabbit. Just Jessica Rabbit. Right. That's her now. <laughs> um, what U.S. city is nicknamed Beantown? Bean or Beam? Bean Town. Like delicious... Baked beans. Chicago? Chicago, Big J? Chicago is incorrect. That's the Windy City. Sorry, thank you for playing, though. We're the city of trees. Good morning, the X. Morning, guys. Good morning. What U.S. city is nicknamed Bean Town? Boston. Boston. Right. Boston Beans. And their pitchers hit people. Isn't that how they got that name? Right. No. All right. This Kingsman star made a name for himself thanks to the Bridget Jones Diary movies. Uh, Colin Firth? Yeah, there you go. All right. What actor plays the role of Frank Martin in the original Transporter movies? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Jason Statham. There you go. Uh, Nick, what was Marilyn Monroe's first name? Uh, Norma Jean. Norma Jean is right. correct. Who played the role of TV's T.J. Hooker? T.J. Hooker. It wasn't, uh, wasn't that the Shat Man? Right. Yeah, it is. It Hooker's is. a good cop. <laughs> uh, Nick, who played the role, the title role in 1990s TV show Grace Under Fire? 
Oh, I remember her name. Uh, Brett Butler. There you go. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm out of questions, The only reason man. I know that is I just saw her in a TV show I watched called The Leftovers. Damn I was it. like, that's the gal from Grace Under Fire. Congratulations, man. You have uh, made it all the way through. You're officially qualified for that UTV. <laughs> Big Jay doesn't like it when I make it all the way through. Uh, plus, wow. you're also getting the uh, X-Care package sent out to you as well. Hold on tight. We'll get some information from you. Make sure you're all good to go. And we will do a little bit of headlines. Those are next on the X-Rock. <laughs> It's time for Headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by Bronco Motors and their special sale going on. Grab yourself some crazy deals at a Bronco Motors near you. Doesn't matter what you're looking for. All makes and models. They'll take care of you over there at Bronco Motors. Headlines are as follows, Big J. Shocking. Here I am and bad call. Here I am. It's nice to hear a happy ending every now and again, right, Big J? Yeah, man. massages. North Yorkshire police in England say 80-year-old Harry Harvey was reported missing on Sunday afternoon after becoming separated from his hiking partner in Yorkshire Dales, a national park. Usually these stories don't end well, you understand? Right. Plus they factor in they had a four-day search and couldn't find him, so they called it off on Wednesday. And all of a sudden, a uh, wildlife photographer spotted Harvey at a bar during a press conference planned by his family and rescuers to spread the word of his disappearance. Oh, wow. Harvey was just hanging out having a drink while everybody was holding a press conference looking for him. Harvey told reporters he did get lost during a hailstorm, ended up camping uh, out for three nights with equipment he had carried with him to hike. He was actually in good health. He wasn't injured, but he was very much enjoying his beer and he was very hungry, he said. So he was all right, though, dude. Yeah. Listen, man, 80-year-old guy in the elements for three days with no supplies? A-plus, right? Right. Make that movie. And then have the and then change the Hollywood-style uh, movie to make it that the press conference is happening at the bar that he happens to be walking in and sitting down and drinking at. Here I am, everybody. And we all clap and applaud. Hugs. Credits roll, Big J. Would you watch for that movie? No. Crap. Shocking or bad call? Bad call. Here's something you wouldn't want to do if you rob a store. Police in Lincoln, Nebraska say a 21-year-old man went into a Walgreens early Monday morning and bought cigarettes. You know, in order to do so, he had to show the clerk his driver's license to prove his age, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Then he decided to jump over the counter and grab a bunch of money out of the crash register before running out of the store. Of course, the Walgreens worker did remember the name and have a copy of the man's driver's license. Uh, and so the man turned himself in that night because he realized that he had given up his license before he robbed the store like an idiot. Man, I mean, I know that, that you know, crime, people that resort to crime are probably doing so because they're not exactly the smartest people in the world, but just the amount of stupidity that happens sometimes is mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. Boggles the mind. Wrap it up with shocking, and some people do silly things when they're drunk, but this is pretty remarkable. The Campbell County Sheriff's Office in Tennessee says that last month, a woman from Jacksboro was spotted in Lafayette, Tennessee, completely shirtless. And then she was on the ground eating grass and dirt from a horse enclosure. And then when cops showed up, she started chewing on the horse's mane near its head. She reportedly told the responding deputy, quote, I'm imagining the horse's hair is made of Laffy Taffy and airhead candy. The deputy says the woman, Cynthia Steeple, did not know where she was and did admit to being fairly drunk and maybe, just maybe, Big J taking some meth the day before. Oh, no. She then was taken into custody. I've never heard that meth makes everything taste like candy, though. That's new. Because, I mean, it's got to make you taste like something if you're gnawing on dirt and horse's hair, right? Oh, it all sounds bad. (laughs) None of it sounds good. Even the Laffy Taffy in your head sounds gross to me. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. Pretty reckless death by rock and roll here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And Big J has warned me that this story might gross me out. All right, Big J, I'm ready. Uh, Yeah, and so this morning here, I I think half the morning at least, I was like, listen, uh, you know, I'm over here in my own personal space. And I'm like, I smell like an Italian dinner. You okay. smell like an Italian yeah, dinner. Yeah, and I'm like, what did I did I spill something on this shirt? Because I, I grabbed both everything I'm wearing today, fresh out of the wash, and and I'm like, it smells like you know maybe I had some sort of Italian dinner and I spilt it on my shirt, and I'm like, ah man, it just you know, and it's making me hungry. 
And I'm like, oh man, it smells like, it smells delicious. And so I get up and uh, I'm walking around and I put my hand in my pocket, Nick, and I'm like, why, why would I, what is this mushy thing? And here's a garlic clove in my pocket. Jesus, God, <laughs> so, man. Why? Uh, so here's what happened. Um, I was making dinner the other night and, and uh, I was smashing the garlic and one of these slipped out of my hands onto the floor. And I'm like, oh, I don't want that to, to get uh, one of the one of the uh, pets there to eat this thing because that could be a bad disaster. Uh, so uh, I, I wasn't near the garbage can and I just I threw it in my pocket, I guess. And this went through the washing machine. Oh, my God. And it's still very garlicky. So why so, do you still have it? Are you throwing it away now? Yeah, I'm gonna throw it away. Okay. I just wanted as I just wanted an illustration of, but this thing is still very garlicky. Probably still good. Do not eat it, please don't. But that is weird that you would put it in your pocket. You're not gonna eat a whole clove of garlic. That's okay. <laughs> so what? vampires, screw you. I'm good. You are safe. <laughs> very weird that a clove of garlic makes you hungry <laughs> because it smells like. Wait, so it smells like garlic is what it smells like. Yo, I love garlic. I love garlic too, but I, like I don't I don't smell it like garlic and go, oh man, I gotta eat. But uh, I do appreciate it very much but and happy the why moment. I didn't just throw it away. I put it in my pocket. I was gonna say and how far away I've seen your kitchen. Your garbage could not have been that far yeah, away yeah, from where no, we were. I, uh, see there's some oh here's the wrapper from it too. <laughs> uh, that's the best way now to un uh, to un uh, wrap uh, some garlic. Put it in your pocket. And put it in the washing machine. That being said, I think you've discovered a new series of videos. You can unbox your pockets from your uh, shorts <laughs> and figure out what's been inside of it. And you uh, yeah, the next thing you know, I get sponsors, <laughs> and I have to put weird stuff in my pockets. <laughs> Morning after. Hey, with weird. Nick. This Xbox was in my pocket. So weird. And Big J, we will do some bad impressions next on the X Rocks. <laughs> Yeah, we've got a core t-shirt here to hand out. Uh, pretty easy if you want to get up on the line here and figure out bad impressions and we'll send to you in the mail. Or we won't. Uh, corn will. A t-shirt that hopefully fits you. I think you can pick the size. Yeah. So if you would like to play, it's time to get on the phone. 208-287-1003. Let me explain you bad impressions and how it works just in case you haven't played before. Big J has prepared three clues. Each one of those clues points to somebody that's famous. If you can figure out who that particularly famous person is in those three clues or less, look at you, man. Getting a t-shirt sent directly to you. Looking all good. Let's go to the phones. Good morning, the X. Oh, that ain't going to work. And I want to try an impression, but there's no way. You should I do can't. it. I think you should do it. Hello, the X. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. What's your name? Ben. All right, Ben. You're up first. Uh, uh, <laughs> I have a... Hell of a mustache and an easygoing style, dude. Okay, what's the next one? I've been playing Bo Bennett on the ranch. Oh, man. Uh, I haven't watched that at all, but I think it's probably Sam Elliott. Yeah! That's right. Good job, man. Hang on one you second, Ben. swear so much, dude. Was that clue three? No, uh, maybe you remember me as Wade Garrett in Roadhouse. Yeah, and why is Sam Elliott in the news? Roadhouse. Um, this is fantastic. Uh, you know, uh, Family Guy, the uh, the next season here is about to kick off and uh, on September 27th on Fox. And, of course, you know, Adam West, who was a resident of Idaho mm -hmm. for many years, passed on. And they, in the last couple of seasons, they didn't really know what to do for the mayor. they got to have a mayor. Yeah. Plus, he was part of a lot of the storylines, just the weird craziness that would come out of him. Well, uh, they've decided they landed on Sam Elliott. He is going to be the new mayor. And uh, this is fun because he's actually related to Adam West's character in the show. Well, oh, oh! I see. They're making him like his cousin or something yes. like that. Yes, okay. and uh, his name is going to be, uh, let's see, if, uh, Wild Wild West. Oh, that's I his, see. That's his name. So he's not Sam Elliott like they're continuing the celebrity mayordom. He's he's considered to be Adam's whatever, yes. Wild Wild West. Yes, And he's dressed up like a cowboy. That yeah, makes meet sense. Wild Wild West. The new mayor. And, and he will be the new mayor. And I can only imagine, we were just talking about this, there's got to be some Roadhouse jokes in there because they've made plenty in Family Guy. Throughout the but, years. I mean, if he's not playing Sam Elliott, then it wouldn't make sense. But that's the tongue-in-cheek kind of stuff that they might do, that's you know? And true. who knows? They might they might go a fourth wall with that whole thing, and, you know, I don't know. We'll see what happens, but uh, I'm down. I am, too. I saw the picture, which made me think that he was just playing Sam Elliott, because it looks pretty much like a cartoon version of him. Right, yeah. But, 
Uh, they're not. They're giving him a whole like character. Like if you family guide yourself, right. but you're Sam Elliott. <laughs> if, he, if he did that with his Facebook page, it would look like that. Morning after with Nick and Dude. Big J. The, well, the impression wasn't bad, man. Okay. Well, well thanks, happy. man. Way to we, boost up my ego. We will wrap up the show here next on the X-Rock. When you- Evil and work wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J on this Thursday morning, the 10th day of September. Thanks very much for hanging out with us. We started really, really down in the dumps today, Big J. <laughs> we really did. I mean, we came in feeling defeated. We thought our fantasy draft was technically uh, just completely challenged. A waste and of our time. Not able to work, and we were thinking about what were we going to do if we were going to miss week one and all that kind of stuff, but... Big J discovered a workaround, and we were able to make it happen. And so uh, the NFL fantasy draft took place last night. We ended up having some fun. We had 12 people on a Zoom, 13 people, I guess, technically on a Zoom with us. And we had a good time, and we drafted our teams, and now the NFL season gets started today. We also found out that Big J keeps cloves of garlic in his pocket for some reason. And we also had a chance to qualify somebody for the UTV this morning. So a pretty good Thursday. And I didn't even talk about the snake that bit some guy's penis. So on top of yeah, all that. shower pooing. And shower pooing was also brought up by you for some reason. Unrelated to the snake, by the way. But uh, it did happen. And that leaves you with the floor, Big J. Your move, creep. Huh? Robocop, Nick. It's getting a prequel TV series, possibly. But won't include RoboCop. What? The uh, guy who wrote the original movie, Ed Newmeyer, has uh, been working with MGM on a series. Uh, the prequel would uh, focus on Omni Consumer Products and the company's vice president, Dick Jones, originally played by Ronnie Cox in the movie. The bad guy. The bad guy, yeah. That fell out the window with really long arms. Yeah. Uh, but, well, I mean, who cares, right? No, I care. It's what? cool, man. Nah, no, nah, I don't think you will care. I, as a matter of fact, I'm almost positive you haven't seen the the real Bacop reboot that started Michael Keaton, have you? Sure. No, sure you I didn't. Have. No, you didn't. You don't care about Robocop. I just wanted to say your move, creep. <laughs> you won't watch this. I thought they were making one with Peter Weller again. Didn't I didn't we talk about that like about a year ago yeah, they these, were talking about? It? These things aren't happening, I guess. Oh man, sad. Or got pushed back. Something. Or they in favor of it the got, Omnicorp. Got COVIDed. There you have it. Uh, either way, that's going to wrap up the show for today. Tomorrow, another chance to qualify for the UTV. Big J will give you a life lesson heading into the weekend and additional fun and excitement, even recapping maybe last night's NFL game Ooh. for tomorrow. We'll see you then. Jason Drew's up next. Have a good one. It's the X-Rocks. <laughs>